Adveniat regnum tu. Thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Adveniat regnum tu. Thy kingdom come. These most familiar words, which we pray each day, in that very prayer our Lord Jesus Christ himself gave to us when asked by his disciples, Lord, how should we pray? And he, our divine Savior, gave us the words of that prayer, which from that day forward we would call the Lord's himself. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Adveniat regnum tu. When we pray this prayer, we must indeed understand that for which we, we ask, that the kingdom of God would come to us, the kingdom of his will, that it be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we would be granted all that we need both in this life and unto the next, that our super substantial and daily bread, the bread of angels, would be ours, that we would be granted the grace to forgive those who have sinned against us and who have offended us by their actions, their thoughts, and their words, just as we ask for forgiveness for those actions, thoughts, and words that have offended our almighty and good God. And as we are willing ourselves to forgive, that we would be forgiven. Thy kingdom come. On that day, when our prayer shall be heard, what a terrible day that shall be for those who postponed their devotion and their love to God. In the Holy Gospel for the last Sunday after Pentecost, these most foreboding words of our blessed Lord remind us that our time is short and that one day, and that day may be sooner than we think, we shall have to render an account of how we've spent our time on earth. On that dreadful day when the trumpet shall sound, where will we run? There is a twofold scene that is presented to us in today's sacred liturgy. And it is summarized most beautifully in the words of the introit. The Lord says, I think thoughts of peace, not of affliction. You shall call upon me, and I will hear you. 
and I will bring back your captivity from all places. I think thoughts of peace, not of affliction. When that terrible and tremendous day comes, where shall we run? It will be nowhere else than that towards which we have already begun in this life. On that day when the Son of Man shall appear in the clouds in all of his majesty and glory, our souls shall, shall shake indeed. But our reaction to this great and terrible sight will be according to our heart's love here and now. Did we and do we love God above all things? For when that God comes whom we've put first in our lives, we shall surely and instinctively run towards Him. And that day shall be a day of great joy, for our prayer had been heard. Thy kingdom come. Dreadful and terrible indeed that day shall be, for all of those who have let this life pass them by with tepidity, lukewarmness, complacency, seeking self-comfort, that have cultivated only love of self and not the love of God and the love of neighbor for God's sake. In that terrible moment, love in those souls shall cause them to run away from God and run away from Him for all of eternity. This is hell. To be separated from God for all of eternity, never having again the consolation that comes from the good God who loves you and loves me. Where we shall go on that day, where will be where we began to walk and persevered in this life. At the end of the liturgical year, Holy Mother Church warns us, but also encourages us to continue on faithfully in the year to come. That if indeed, by God's grace, we have cooperated with sanctity in order to progress ever so slowly but surely on that road which leads to holiness, requisite for our entry into eternal life in heaven. If this past year has been a year of spiritual progress whereby we grow in the love of God, then let our words today be those of St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians. We give thanks to God the Father, who has made us worthy to be partakers of the lot of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the powers of darkness 
and has translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His most precious blood unto the remission of our sins. If we have made progress this past year, may God be praised and thanked. And may we ask Him humbly for the grace we need to continue on in this year ahead. But if this year we have let pass us by, with that lukewarmness that comes from the complacency and the ennui of this world, that we should take advantage of this last week while we still have time. For as the leaves fall and the green leaves the landscape, the green of our altar too shall give way to the violet of Advent penance, for Christ is coming. Let us be ready, and let us know that those days shall be shortened, the days for which we wait his, his arrival. For our Lord assures us that if they were not shortened, even the elect would be lost. Let us endure and persevere through these trying times, those times whereby our faith is called into question and we wonder where God may be. He may delay for the sake of our faith, to try our faith, but He shall surely come, and when He does, where shall we run? For he assures us that his thoughts are those of peace, that peace which comes from the tranquility of order. When it is that we order our lives correctly, placing God first, that in all of the trials of this life we may be guided by his love, and that when this life shall come to an end, both for us individually, for you and for me when we are called to that judgment. We may know that our sweet and merciful Savior is there upon the clouds of glory. May we run to Him and may we begin that journey now that when that day comes, we may indeed thank God that His kingdom is here. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.